guys, welcome to Minefields. My name is Joshua Michael. I have two very illustrious, prestigious, hellish, ghoulish... Oh, those are fucking stupid words. No, these are legit, wonderful people <laughs> that just so happen to dabble in the dark arts. Say hello, guys. We got Mr. Adrian Grimm and Miss Hell. How's it going? Hello. Guys, I really appreciate the uh, time. Um, I feel like more and more uh, time of our weeks the past couple of months have been spent chatting and working on things. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling some jazz on this. Definitely. It's, uh, I, I took some photos of you guys over at Primo's, and uh, Joy was wonderful enough to let me, like, because, uh, I mean, like, Sam Rice is the queen. I am in no way ever going to even step on Like, I, I got hired to uh, do some RCW photos, and when they asked me to do it, the first thing on my mouth was, did you ask Sam Rice yet? And, right. uh, yeah, she's busy. Okay, cool, then I'll do it. Um, but backstage, y'all wanted to play ball. You wanted to pose. You, it, it was, it was something else. It, it felt like playing with clay when I was, when I was snapping some shots at you guys. <laughs> I like that. That's I like cool. it. Yeah, that that's a good analogy. Well, I mean, you I mean, all of us, all of us pro wrestlers are kind of attention whores anyway, though. So <laughs> when somebody comes backstage with the camera and is like, "Hey, can I take photos of you?" Anybody that doesn't is lying. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I, I agree. But like, I got some of. I, I've been doing photos since uh, I started training in like 2004. But you guys have been my favorite models. And you, you wanted to work. I loved your chemistry together. Uh, like I remember before the show, uh, like before your match, I went I went back uh, right for the entryway, and because uh, I was chilling with um, Mr. Jason, and um, you're you're bringing her blanket. She was cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to take care of her. I mean, even though she's the goddess of hell, uh, definitely. Definitely needs taken care of, and she does the same for me. Every time I get my ass handed to me in the ring, she's there. Yeah, but that sort of care is not ordinary, and I'm saying that in the shot a sense. Um, it, it, it was just two friends, just worried. I could tell you were nervous. I could tell that you wanted to, like, you were the nerves. It wasn't nerves firing like you're nervous, but nerves firing. Let's do this. But like the right. the, the, the care involved. Uh, obviously, um, if Hell wants a blanket, you're going to get her a fucking blanket. But there was... Absolutely. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> well, see, and, and that's... And somehow he knew that I wanted a blanket, but if there's going to be a blanket, I'd probably want a blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is really nice. Well, and see, that's always the thing that I don't get, where it's like, everybody assumes that, I mean, even, even us as dark characters, that that there can't be that bond still. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? Hey, let's go let's go pillage and burn this village. But at the end of the day, I, I still want like, you know, that companionship and have people that we care about, even though we're evil, there's still that side, you know what I mean? That that I don't think people translate necessarily in because everybody assumes, oh, only good people do this, that, the other. No, us evil people have people that we care about too. We just hate the rest of the world. <laughs> no, I, 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 I hundred percent understand. I could see if if it had been any other setting where she's not feeling good, she might have had a tear in her eye. She's cold. You bring her a blanket and like, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to kill everyone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now are you ready to kill everyone? Now that you're warm, can yes. we go destroy the village? Let's do this. I'm good now. <laughs> Let's pillage. I want those shiny rocks. <laughs> because Stone him. Agreed. No, I like. Oh man, that would be amazing. Like uh, if God, I, I, you. One of the other reasons why I really like working with you guys is because you inspire me. When you said Stonehenge, just like half a second ago. I imagine filming you guys, uh, or Miss Hell here, showing us how to work Stonehenge. Oh, no, no, we built this. Let me show you. And she just, like, starts activating things. And culling. 
Right. You guys have and, been doing it wrong all these years. This is how it's supposed to work. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you're and you're just like in like Autobot mode. Like okay, like you're immediately like snapping twigs. You're immediately tying <laughs> strings in on the on to, to to boards. Like you you know exactly what to do, and you know exactly who in the village is going to be the perfect sacrifice. And we have to put it on camera. <laughs> how long have you guys been working together? Just a couple months, honestly. Mm-hmm. How did you guys meet? Wow. What's that? How did you guys meet? Did... Uh, honestly, we've kind of been in like the same circles for a long time. She was a metal maiden, and my girlfriend at the time was a metal maiden too. And I only remember Veronica because she had these like purple and black socks, and I remember that. And then. I think the first time we met in person was in the at the Broadmoor. I was working for my electrical company, and she was working for uh, her communications company, and we met there. And I, we've been friends on Facebook. And then I just kind of had a wild weekend one weekend. Um, she was looking for models for a photo shoot and couldn't find anybody, and I hit her up and went down there and somehow fate just like yeah that's a long weird story i don't even know we ended up uh (laughs) ended up being my birthday week and uh we were talking about wrestling and his current situation and i know a little bit of about wrestling i um about 11 years ago i was a valet um i was with um acw out in fort worth texas and CSW, Colorado Springs, back in the day. Um, It's been a long time, yeah, 11 years away from doing it. I had fun while I did it, and we were just talking, and it just seemed in our conversation that he might need a spot filled. (laughs) And I I was just, I don't know, uh, just kind of right place, right time. Actually, I I don't even know if Veronica knows like the whole story, but she she had a friend that did tarot card readings, and she had gone to bed because she was tired, and her friend came out and did my tarot card reading. What cards are they? Um, what's that? What deck was it? Uh, well, the funny thing about that was she just picked one, and it was it was the. Uh, Golden Order of Hermetic Dawn, but the, she wasn't. It, it was the soft deck. It, it was the it was the Rosicrucian uh, tarot's. Okay, so say which the, which is funny because say I the order one more time. It's the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Okay, so I have the keep talking. I'm gonna get mine. Oh, I gotta get under my pillow. Okay, so anyway, Mary, her friend who was doing the, the tarot readings, uh, did mine, and like she said, she just kind of randomly picked them, and it wasn't until like later on, because I was like, these these images on this uh, on these cards looks very familiar, and then later they went to this church, and I was like, that looks like Rosicrucian stuff, and then sure as shit, I looked on the the deck. And it was for the Golden Order of the Hermetic Dawn, which I had probably a couple months before uh, just kind of went through the first initial, like, uh, setup for, and nobody even knew about that. So I was telling them about that. I was like, wow, this is really, like, weird mojo that of all the decks that she picks is this one, and she didn't even know that, that it was that. But I'm getting off track there. So anyway, she had this deck. And she she did a reading for me, and basically it came down to, like, it was for my jobs and for work and for life in general. And through, like, our interpretation, we got into there was going to be basically, like, two uh, female characters in my life that were going to be involved with, like, wrestling and Renaissance festivals and stuff like that. And I already knew who one of them was because she was kind of 25 to 50% of why I came back, and that was a little grim. She was on my friends list, and I wasn't wrestling at the time. And, of course, that put a little 
burr in my butt. I was like, this chick probably doesn't even know like she's she's got the grim name because I'm so long and gone and forgotten. And then I wound up coming back, and then I started training, and I was training with her, and then her and I just kind of became like brother and sister to the point where now, yeah, it's kayfabe, but we've got that relationship of brother and sister. So I, I knew who that one that one was, and I had just kind of gone through a situation where my last valet uh, had cut ties with me, and I was even I was kind of contemplating. Well, you know, I, I never really had a valet before. I'm, I'm totally fine with the grim character not having one. And then the next morning, <clears throat> Veronica comes out one wearing a Superman T-shirt, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and then we we had a conversation about uh, some friends of hers, and she went in the back, and I was telling her friend Mary that I was I had kind of been in the same situation with my valet, where it was kind of like a weird misconstrued uh, that you know she didn't, I guess think that I would have been uh, a stand-up person if she would have just told me the truth type scenario and Veronica comes walking out and she goes sounds like you need a, a new valet and I was like well yeah kind of and she's like well sweet I can do that <laughs> and it, it I was just like well wow okay so I was driving home from Steamboat that Sunday night and I was like how the hell did this happen I, I went down to do this photo shoot, <laughs> and I'm coming home, and now I've got a valet that I just kind of, like, fell into. Help me out here. Help me out here in something. What's that? One of the things that I find really near and dearing about you is the fact that you are very self-conscious. You, you and, and forgive me if I'm stepping over the line, but you, you do self-disparage a lot. Despite the fact, sea cucumber, sea cucumber. Despite the fact, I feel like he's more consciously aware, which I feel like is where we can kind of have be on the same page as one another. Correct. Right. I guess. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm not picking up. What do you mean? Like the self-disparaging, like 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 you mentioned your age. You mentioned there's always a tinge of like a self-disparaging thing, despite the fact that you're good at everything you fucking do. And it's not an ego thing. I, I, I can tell you're hyper aware of yourself. Now, after saying that, when this prophecy becomes true, you've got your two women. You've got Lil Grim and we got Hell. And now you're on a fast track. Like you're you're booked everywhere now. Like you you were like I I, I can't go to a show without you being there. Not that I don't want you there. I'm happy you're there. But right. But the 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 thing is though is that you're good. At everything you do, you, you 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 don't have, you cannot have a wonderful illustrious group of friends that pick people very specifically and still like worry about your performance. You 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 you, you slaved over like backstage when when Sid and I were holding over the the iPad, we're going over the the match. Uh, you, you were like, oh, like you, you were just still like, that could have been better. Help me understand your mindset, despite the fact that you're good at what you do and you're successful and have wonderful people around you. How do you, why are you still not feeling so okay about yourself when it comes to those sort of things? Uh, I'm a perfectionist, so I've, I've got, like, massive ADHD when it comes to, like, having everything organized and having everything perfect, and yes, and, and it's hard for other people if they don't understand me because... It's like an artist thing. Because yeah, I mean, I, I, I expect, like, a, a high level from the people that are around me, and that's hard on them, but they don't understand that I'm expecting, like twice as much from myself wonderful and it's kind of one of those things and i hate to quote gene simmons of all people but uh, i mean he was a very successful you know entertainer and freaking millions and millions of dollars an interview that always stuck with me was you get up in the morning and you run that race right and you do your best but 
at the end of the day, when you get up the next morning, you want to try to run that race just a little bit faster. Because if you don't, you get stagnant or you get comfortable. And when you do that, I think that's when people really start to, to, to fail. If, if I'm going out there and I'm expecting, you know, like 200% for myself, and even if I only get 100% out to the fans, at least they're getting that 100%, whereas opposed to me just going out there and being like, eh, we'll just, I'll just give 75 and everybody will be fine with that. No, I mean, these fans are paying to come see us beat the shit out of each other. And, seats, and I, I will beat the crap out of myself and go home at the end of the night with a, with a third butt cheek from taking a side suplex on the concrete if that's what it takes to make those fans feel like they got their money's worth. You know that's why you're going to succeed, right? I sure hope so. At my age, I'm not See, really pushing too much to get anywhere, but there it is right you know, there. If it happens, it happens. There it is right there. What's that? The age. Who gives a fuck how old you are, dude? <laughs> 42 is pretty freaking old for wrestling standards. Honestly, it's all about having fun. Well, no, and yeah, it is, it's, it is all about having fun. And if I get somewhere sweet, if not... I had a really good, you're, you're, good freaking run. You're 42. You have a great paying shoot job. You've got an amazing studio. You have a great valet that's one of your best friends. You got Lil Grim, Miss Lil Grim. Shout out, God bless her. <laughs> um, but give yourself some fucking credit, man. <laughs> fucking immortal. I am fucking immortal. And I am friends with AEW's head trainer, but... <laughs> I, I love the little things, you know, like when, like, there's there's times where I'm like, okay, so I did a really good interview and I'm posting it, like, I posted the Logan Awesome one um, right before um, we, we got on the call today, and that voice in my head was like, you're never, you're never gonna succeed, you're trying to build something from nothing, you're gonna fail. Yeah, and you gotta say that. Right. Shut and the fuck up. Is shut the fuck up. I'm kicking ass. I've had Abaddon no. on my goddamn show. My my show is the only one that has Abaddon, like, like the real one. And yes. and and I've got yeah. I've got Lil yeah. Grim. I've got Adrian Grim. I've got Logan Austin. I've got uh, Ryzen. I've got Tony Morales, like actual partner on the show. And then I hear you. Talk about your age, man. I mean, you're not you're, you're you're in your 40s, but who gives a shit, man? Like fucking DDP was 38, <laughs> right? Right. I think I think Batista was close to 40 when he broke in. So, but I'm nowhere near Batista's size. <laughs> oh, Dave Batista. But but even then, I I just I wanted to call you out specifically. Give yourself some fucking credit. You're great at what you do. I absolutely adore the goddamn shit out of the actual person I've met backstage and has been friendly with me and has been respectful to me. Uh, right back to you, Miss Hell and Miss V. But mm -hmm. when I see your character, like, like, dude, we've talked about it before. Hellraiser. I'm the biggest fucking Hellraiser mark. I've got a fucking Hellraiser, the official Hellraiser trading card set. Um, <laughs> I have I have the box at my at my desk at work. Uh, I have all my Todd McFarlane uh, um, Torture Souls and my NECA uh, Hellraiser toys there. When you when you told me you were gonna show me a Hellraiser costume, I was like, "Fuck this shit! <laughs> this better be good." And it was. Thank you. Yeah, I actually I designed that myself there when everybody was in quarantine and it was it was kind of like I had hit a dead spot where I, I came back and wrestled against Schlack there at Primo's a couple Octobers ago because Joe wanted somebody that he knew was going to go out there and basically, you know, really beat Schlack up and take the beating from him. He's, he's, so, he's a great worker, man. Schlack and Heidi, oh, he's, God bless him. Hell yeah. Wonderful. No, no, Schlack. Oh, Schlack. Not not slack. Oh, not 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 slack. Okay, my nope. bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Slack. The big beast of a tatted up, hardcore guy. My bad. So, nope. You're good. Uh, so Joe had been posting stuff on Facebook about you know who will face slack, who will face slack, and I was like, oh, it's got to be a, a work, you know. 
And he kept posting them, you know, week after week. And I was like, well, shit, maybe he doesn't have anybody that, that wants to go toe-to-toe with this monster. So I messaged him and was like, hey, man, uh, do you really need somebody to, to, to work him? And he was like, dude, if, if you want to come back for one night and be in a hardcore death match against Schlack, I will totally give you that freaking rope. And I was like, sweet, let's do it. So I came back and had an awesome match with Schlack. He wound up putting me through a 57-inch big screen TV on the outside of the room. And and after that, I was just like, you know, I'm going to go to the shows and just hang out. I miss these guys. My life had kind of hit the skids, and I really needed something to kind of attach to to ground me. So I, I went to a couple of the shows, and then they pulled a fast one on me. And it was the carnival October show where everybody does like the the gimmick infringement, even though we can't call it gimmick infringement because there's a cease and desist order, I think, on that. But so I was, I of course, Chris Jericho, like old school Y2J with the the Intercontinental Championship and one of my old Mark uh, Jericho shirts that are from the old F type WWE, and I'm just sitting up there on the balcony. And they announced Chris Jericho as, like, one of the entrants to the Rumble. And I was like, oh, this is great. I didn't see who was Chris Jericho. I want to see, like, who the other Chris Jericho is. This is going to be fantastic. And then everybody in the ring's, like, looking at me up on the balcony. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. You pulled a fast one on me. All right. So I go down. I'm cleaning out my pockets because I have pocket knife and my wallet and my phone. And I'm in my work clothes or, like, you know, like not wrestling gear yeah. and and got in and I was like I have no idea what's going on with the rumble so I'm trying to talk to the guys I'm like who do I'm not supposed to throw out and they're like well I don't know I'm not winning sweet you're going to go out so I throw him out and then it came down it was just me and Johnny uh, crash so I, I went over and I was like god I hope you're going over because I don't know what the hell's going on and he's like yeah absolutely so after that uh, yeah after that Rumble was over. I was kind of, they sucked me back in, and I was like, let's do this. So then Jason was leaving for Florida, and we brought back Cock. Uh, we brought back Hoodlum and Big Mike and the Miracle That Is Tony, and we did a Cock TLC match with uh, Jason and, and Chris Rath. And then after that, I was kind of just left on my own again and started kind of dabbling with the immortal character i tried the white contacts for a match and didn't really feel like that was right so then quarantine came i was like i really want to do something more so i had the black contacts and i was like you know what these black contacts remind me of hellraiser so then i just started brainstorming on that and i was like well you know what what if there was like multiple cubes like what if there were other beings attached to other portals to hell that you know it doesn't necessarily just have to be pinhead there could be other uh beings like him yeah there could be other you know hell priests and that was kind of where i started rolling with it and i was like i like the pinhead cenobite uh dress but i really like you know the undertaker style hood so i sat down and basically sketched that up and found a, a custom leather worker on Etsy that worked with me and out of made the UK, that. right? Yep, they're out of the UK. Can, can you and, put them? Can you put them over? Uh, I God, I don't even remember the name of them now. I'm supposed to send them some some uh, some shots here once I get some really good shots. Let me look and and I'll I'll when when, when V's talking, look it up. We got to put them over. Okay, and if, I'm but not, yeah, so, and if I'm not mistaken, there's already some really good shots out of you right there. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, I mean, then after they sent that to me, I, I pretty much, uh, then I tattered up the, the robe on the bottom and burned all the edges to make them look like I had been, Entire. you know, walking through hell for all of eternity. Okay, it's, it's uh, leather experts in Manchester, U.K., on Etsy, and they they do custom leather items. They're phenomenal. They were a great, great people to work with. Question: 
how goth are you? I mean, like, is is this a, a gimmick, or did you grow up pretty goth? <laughs> I did not grow up goth. Actually, I I was a high school sports player. Played football. Was really clean cut. You know, Clark Kent looking kid. And then did did the military stint. Came home. Was like, you know what? I'm gonna grow my hair long. Grow it down. Uh, big typo fan. So I I had a little bit of goth phase, but it was never. You know, the I, I shopped at Hot Topic exclusively and, and hung out in the, the the dark areas and smoked cloves and that type of goth. Oh, so, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you know, you know, I, I mean, I did, I did smoke the I did smoke the cloves, and yes, most of my closet is black, but definitely not what like typical goth would be man, by any means. Man, I voted for Barack Obama. The first thing he fucking does is make flavored cigarettes illegal in the states. <laughs> that's on you then. Well, that's... Everybody gets to blame you because you voted for him. I didn't know he was gonna take away my favorite thing more than sex. Well, that's politics for you right there. You never know what those assholes are gonna do. God damn it, dude! Like, there was a guy at work a couple. Uh, it was last year before the pandemic. He, he he's just like he was like. He's one of those older goth guys that, like, was, like, probably, like, in his 50s and, like, still really hanging on. Because I only have a couple mo- more years before I can before I can keep this up. But uh, he had some clothes, and, uh, and I was just like, so, do I suck your dick? Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> like, because uh, I'm... I want that really bad right now, <laughs> and uh, right. and uh, he was. Uh, I didn't say that to him, but he was like, uh, he he was cool. He, he he gave me a clove, but like everyone knew that I was around if he could smell cloves, and god damn it. <laughs> anyway, yep. The the Jarum blacks were what my my poison was. Yep, those were the those, ones. Those were- with Those were ones triangle. that you could only smoke like one or two, or you'd wake up the next morning and you'd, your lungs would remind you what you had done the night before. Dude, I smoked a pack a day of those. They were three fifty. Oh. They were three fifty back in two thousand, and when they were banned back in two thousand eight, when Barack Obama took over, I remember the the Indian uh, shell uh, by my apartment. Like they were getting rid of their stock. It was fifteen twenty dollars. Oh. And I still paid the fifteen twenty dollars. <laughs> I still paid, the, but uh, you you casually mentioned military there. Um, what branch? Army. <clears throat> Where'd you serve? What's it? Where did you serve? It was a it was a short stint. Um, I I had gone in and I was supposed to be airborne, and had some medical issues, so I got nixed out were you okay oh no i'm fine they 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 basically said it was uh prior to service so it is what it is i've had a lot of uh i grew up military Uh, my my dad joined the air force when i was three years old and i grew up on military bases and um when i feel like you were worried that i was gonna like call you out on what you really did um that's that's not what I was asking. I've I've had people that I've been I grew up with that call people out like, "Well, you're in the chair force." Like, yeah, you're in the military. I'm not thanking you for your service uh, <laughs> because you've spent like eight years in you know North Dakota or something like that. Right, uh, right. But but you still sign on the on the dotted line. My dad went to Iraq back in uh, 2004, and I remember uh, not being able to. I would scan a room with my peripheral to make sure there was a if there was a TV in the room, and then go a little bit deeper if the news was on. Uh, I was scared to death that I was gonna watch like my dad getting his head cut off. On, right. Uh, and um, but I've I have some friends that like uh, aren't that cool with signing on the dotted line. Um, yeah. But I, I, I appreciate that, man. It's one of those things. It's, it's not just getting to stand in line uh, first, it, you know, if you're an officer at the commissary or whether or not you went to Iraq or Benghazi or Afghanistan. But we, we, we certainly appreciate you. I think about it every time. And, and it's silly, 
but uh, I'm not trying to make a joke here. Uh, it's silly, but it, it makes my heart throb like bright every time I see the ending of uh, Ready to Rumble. When, when Martin uh, Martin Landau's like, you know, like Goldberg throws that dude through the uh, convenience store door and the, the, it's all the WCW Nitro chicks and they're pulling away in that Hummer and uh, Martin Landau's in the back jacuzzi like, God bless America. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes, that happened here. And even though it's silly. It was. It still was able to happen here, and I, I and I really appreciate the, spa- the fact that you that you signed on the dotted line, and thank you. Thank you. And 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 just you saying that, uh, the only thing that popped in my head, because I I love that movie was, and definitely uh, Sal Mandini. Want to wrestle? And I I I actually quoted that after I I fought Schlack, and I was like, it was it was uh, you know my. Oh, it was something like my my livers and my balls and my something feels like tapioca pudding. God, I missed wrestling or something like that. Right. It was it was after he got beat up by Psycho Sid and Saturn. No, that that's wonderful, man. And uh, I brought it up because uh, I, I I talked to my dad about it, and I was like, "Do you do you like people thanking you for your service?" He's like, "Fuck no, I hate it." Like he, he was like really pissed about it. Like like, like my dad's not a talker, um, but when he does talk, it's either soft hand or I'm ready to like I'm worried he's gonna like punch me in the face. Not that he's ever punched me in the face. It's one of those things that he gets really intense. But um, do you like it when people buy you shots or thank you for seeing? Fuck no. I signed on the goddamn goddamn dotted line. I knew what I was getting into. I don't need any fucking asshole buying me a fucking shot or thanking me for my goddamn service. I did what I did because I wanted to, and I had to. And I don't deserve a reward. Christians don't do charity for uh, compensation. Don't you ever... Because my, well, my, my dad is, my dad is really Catholic. Most, most Christians that I know do, but we won't get into that. I think there's a lot of uh, Sunday school only believers. So, but yeah. Anyway, see if you come. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Um, no, I do. I get what you're saying. Honestly, it doesn't come up that much. I mean, my my thing was is that, I mean, there's so many other people out there that are that are, you know, that didn't come home, and those guys are the heroes, and you know, don't. It it's it's different. You know what I mean? So it, it usually I don't even bring it up. It's not something that's my day to day life now. And yeah, I mean, it kind of is what it is. I'm I'm a pro wrestler slash electrician at this point in my life. So short of somebody asking me the history of my background, right? It doesn't come up. Hell. Yes. Can I talk to V? Yeah. What's up? Not without going too deep. How devoted are you to these United States of America? Very. I'm a big patriot. Um, I am very passionate about our our freedoms, our rights. Um, I'm very blessed, and I'm very happy to be an American. Um, my husband was killed in Afghanistan in 2010, so. Um, it really hits very close to home. Um, honestly, every time the national anthem's played, I look at the flag and I remember exactly what it stands for. You're and goddamn right. I bleed those colors. I do too. And I do too. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I didn't think you were going to get that deep, but I, I wanted to know, <laughs> I wanted to know how much it means to you. Because, I mean, like, yeah, we're joking around, like I said, Mountain Landau's like, God bless America, he's in a hot tub in a Hummer with a bunch of big titty nitro chicks. It was funny. It was funny. But the fact that it still happened, and, but, but at the same time, though, you're, you're at home. I, I, when, when my dad retired, uh, back in 2012, and, uh, it was really weird, um, 
I, I wasn't ready for the ceremony. We had to be in suits and stuff like that. And me and my sister and my mom and my dad were there. And uh, they're paying testimony to my dad. And um, But they, they pulled my mom on stage and gave her a, uh, a plaque for being a military wife. Because... The, and, and the, but they spelled it out. How many times was he gone? TDY. How many mm-hmm. times were you worried he wasn't going to be coming home? How many times were you worried to look at a TV? And then they mm-hmm. brought my sister and I, and, like, so you supported your dad, and, like, you're goddamn, I'm thinking in my head, like, you're goddamn right I supported my dad. Like, he, mm-hmm. he took us around the world. And you didn't have a choice. Uh, we, didn't have a, we didn't have a choice, but if someone put a gun to my head and said, do or do not, I would say, I'm going to do, and if I do, you're going to blow my brains out, do it. Because yes. I'm still gonna fucking. There's nothing that's gonna stop me from mm-hmm. supporting my dad. And mm-hmm. um, I was at a. I, I, I interviewed Otep. Uh, remember that uh, shitty fucking metal band from the early 2000s? I definitely remember Otep. Uh, I interviewed Otep, and um, she was a. She was actually. I could tell she didn't want to talk to a reporter. I understand that. Like, most people don't they just want to do their work and get the fuck out but um she was really cordial to me and we had a great interview i did it for a magazine and during this show it was i want to say 2005 my dad was in iraq at that time and she pulled the flag out and she starts shitting on the fucking troops and ripping it up and I, i i i was on a first date with this chick and um, we're getting the fuck out of here. But I want to watch Otep. No, we're getting the fuck out of here. You you want to hitchhike home or fucking leave? <laughs> and um, yeah. and uh, she's like, what went wrong? And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I understand people had problems. There are no words at that point. No. No, there, there, there's, there's a fucking line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And I, if you don't mind me asking... Um, what was your husband's name? His name was Vincent Brian Atkinson the third. God bless him. Thank you. God bless him, and uh, he's waiting for you. But uh, I I, pre- you. I appreciate you sharing that on the show, and I wasn't trying to get that out of you. I would I just wanted to talk about. No, it's a it's a big part of my life. That it, it's definitely shaped me into who I am today. How has it changed you? Is there anything, like, big that wasn't part of you beforehand? Or is it just something more of a belief that just grew? Um, honestly, it's... You know, it's funny how I was led into falling into the character of Hell, goddess of the underworld, of death. Please. Because it was just a full integration of everything, like, I have gone through and become. Just basically accepting the dark part of me. I mean, there's... I've lost all of my primary people, um, the most influential primary people in my life, to death. My my husband, um, in 2010... I think I was 24 years old when I became a widow. Um, just turned 24, some something along there. Um, so it's been a while now. Um, but I lost my mom when I was about 21. My grandma nine months later. My aunt, who was like a sister in 2015. So it's been kind of one thing after another. We lost a lot of really dear friends to suicide. Um, so death is really right next door to me. It's like right inside me, um, because of my deep experience with it. And so with my character of hell, I can actually go inside me and bring out, you know, the crazy dark within me, that whole part of death of learning to accept it and actually, walk in knowing that you're going to walk into the next afterlife right and, and see them again right. embrace it mm-hmm. now, embrace embrace the dark embrace the next life now if i had not shot you guys a couple weeks ago i would call bullshit on that 
but when I when I took photos of you, you were very specific. Every time you were paying a lot of attention to what the hell I was doing and uh, clicking buttons, you were posing like you had a specific frame of mind in every goddamn photo I took. Um, I, I've seen people like voguing. Okay, that's fine. Vogue. Let's make it look pretty. <laughs> but there was a specific intent on every little nuance you did and you were you were cautious to make sure that I wasn't like you know preparing for something like you you you, you weren't just flailing um I believe you and after all the talks we talked um especially after the, the last time we talked about where did you do the next shoot um I really appreciate that sort of input and that sort of input is exceptionally valuable for people that are weak-minded that don't understand sacrifice and uh, work, and mm -hmm. it's 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 all over your perfectly. How the hell do you still look twenty-three years old? Look, <laughs> and 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 I exceptionally appreciate you uh, sharing that with us, and um, I especially appreciate people like Mr. Grimm there, Mr. Adrian. That is a good enough friend to make you comfortable to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's 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 difficult, man. Like I, like I said, I couldn't look at a TV. It's real life. I mean. I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. You didn't. My dad came home from from Iraq. I hate those fucking videos of people. But come you still sacrificed. You know, your whole family sacrifices. Not one person connected to your father didn't get affected no no of one. course i'm sure that you know even today it's it's very much still active within him we, we you got, know the memories and we got in a fight one time on a father's day a couple years ago and i had been up all night uh working on photos and i woke up it was father's day and and uh i show up at home and he's like you're fucking around last night I'm like no and I'm like, you don't understand. You're my hero. I will never... It drives me fucking insane that I will never be as good as you. There is nothing I could do. I could save, a, like, 80 babies from a burning fucking bus under a fucking uh, satanic ritual with my superpowers, and I will never be as good as you. You're my hero. And, like, the dogs were circling us. They, they, didn't, know, they didn't know what was going on. They were, they were like... We love these guys. Both they're, they're heated, and uh, yeah, he's like, "You don't have to worry about that. You're my boy." Wow, good. And it's it it happens, you know. But like, it happens with people that put in the work. And here you are. You're a widow. You're a model. You're an actress. You're a goddamn amazing valet, spitting fireballs at people, uh, <laughs> and we're having fun playing make believe. And, yeah. But uh, but the, but the people believe it, and it's wonderful, and it's a wonderful craft. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little verklempt here. It's one of those things. Just the artist, the artist, the artist, too good. It hurts sometimes. Well, um, for me, you know, being a model, as long as I have, I've always kind of used it more therapeutically. You know, I like to find ways to... I love collaborating with multiple people, but I love finding ways to stop the viewer in its tracks and make them look at it a little bit longer and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Right, a little deeper. It's not just it's not just a pretty face. There's a story to this picture. Mm -hmm. It's the whole process of creating, um, you know, a storyline and um, just yes, really getting into the character. Yes, ma'am. And, and that's what's just so much fun about it. Especially when you get the when you get paired up with the right people to create, and that's what's really fun about working with Adrian um, in wrestling because he's really good at what he does, and he's a, a blast to work with, and he's really great at communication. And so we just naturally 
you know, fell into the seams with each other. And it was just pretty instant where we noticed, hey, this this is pretty easy how we can both improvise, you know, to, and just have a little fun and and just play and watch how so much fun things can come from it. Right. I, I it's, a- it's not every it's not every day I can find somebody that that uh, takes me seriously when I send them a text at like ten o'clock at night saying, "Hey, do you want to shoot fireballs at Hunter's face at the next show?" <laughs> <laughs> I actually, Are you being real or... Um, and, because, and all I got back was, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I that's actually, a real question, yes. <laughs> I actually have a 10-question list here about Adrian. Let's, let's talk about him like he's not in the room. Oh, great. Okay. I'll go pee. <laughs> They'll hear you. <laughs> what a mighty stream. It's it's like what's your what's your favorite thing about him? My favorite thing about him is a smile. Uh, he um, when I went to the premiere show, uh, the last time I saw him was at the CSW show, and God bless CSW, they they always do great shows. Um, uh, he gave me a USB drive, which was a Listerine. Uh, it was a little rubber Listerine USB drive with his music on it, and. Um, me and my partner, Tony Morales, uh, in Minefields, um, we we left CSW, and like I said, we wish him the best, and um, we're just not going to be a part of it anymore, but uh, I had it in my bag, and I, I, was, I knew he was going to be there, and I saw him, and I'm like, hey, I've got something for you, and he's, I gave him his Listerine thing back, his USB drive. And I realized my favorite thing about him was his smile and his handshake. He he has the most beautiful smile and strong but not too soft. I work handshake and then the hard pat in the back. And he was he was genuinely happy to see me. <coughs> What's your favorite thing about Mr. Graham? Um I like how caretaking he is. You know, we were talking about that. He's thoughtful. Um, He's very considerate. Yeah. Um, It's just not a not a normal trait. The kind of level that that he has that he shows. I bet you could call him on a bad date, and he'd pull around the back. With his shovel and his gun (laughs) and some bags and some other things, I'm sure. (laughs) What's what's the silliest thing about this guy? Because he obviously worships the devil and listens to Marilyn Manson after the rape allegations and uh, uh, probably... I'm just joking. Uh, that's, that's, That's a silly joke. Um, he's a wonderful man. What's the second favorite thing you like about him? Hmm. Um, I love how serious he takes on, um, his goals. He's very driven. What are the, what are the, the two things you could fix on him, if you could? To fix to fix like specifically the way he always disparages himself like yeah i'm 40 something yeah maybe maybe take some of that doubt out and i mean you remove that doubt and then you got the oh so powerful being of grim does he make you a better person uh he's definitely an additive in my life that i am don't know where i'd be right now if i didn't have that support it's it's been unmatched, and it's really nice to have that friendship there, especially, you know, nearby in case shit hits the fan. It's, you know, it's nice to be able to reach out and someone to say, oh, man, that fucking sucks. Yeah. You know, like, what do you need? It's really nice to have that because I haven't really had anything like that, you know, to rely on. When uh, our CSW uh, coalition dissolved, me and Tony... 
uh, I took it pretty hard. Like, I, I was really upset about it. And, um, I talked to Mr. Grimm one night, and I told him what happened. And he was the most wonderful, fruitful person. He, 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 every time I'm like, no, no, maybe I should have done, no, no, no. He, he just like, no, dude, just relax, man. I heard your story. You heard their story. It's cool. Everything's okay. I have never had someone calm me down like that before. Like, I was heated. I was like yelling into the phone. He definitely has a cool, calming energy to him. And that... It's it's something and and I, I it, it's so perfect for your gimmick because if I'm, I'm gonna be dissected by someone, I would like it to be someone to be that cool and calm. But yeah, and I think that's kind of what works really well between him and I. He's kind of like that cool, calm energy, and I'm more that fiery, fury energy. So we got we kind of have like this equal match, you know, this yin yang that just works really well out there. He calms you down. He puts you... Yeah. He, he centers you. He centers you. And he centered yeah. me. He centered He's me that night. He's got a grounding energy. He centered, mm-hmm. he centered me that night, too. And I was I was really appreciative of his candor and of his um, ability to listen. And we're completely ruining his gimmick right now, and I apologize. No, no, no. It's it's totally fine. I mean, I'm I'm over here giggling because, I mean, yeah, that's the side that you guys usually see, but... We fucking love you. Get over it. There's also this, like, internal, uh, like, I don't know. There's a reason that, like, Wolverine is my spirit animal. What what makes him so great (laughs) is that he's able to hold this space. For you to just be safe in. He really does. I, I felt it. And that's a I rare felt, trait. I you know, there's in, not I agree. people out there like that. I felt, in his, I felt it in his handshake. And when you guys wanted to reshoot because you, you forgot to put your nose on. <laughs> um, you, you approached me like I was going to be mad. Like it was a chore. Um. Excuse me? You want to pose? And, like, oh, yeah. Let's do this. And <laughs> I, I, I remember when I was popping off photos, I was looking in other directions, and people were looking at us. People were watching art being made. Uh, I, yeah. I had taken photos with a bunch of these people early earlier in the day, but I saw the look on their face like, I didn't get that. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Uh, that's fine. Uh, it's not that I did. I deprived you of that. Like I'm the best photographer in the world. No, we're working. Yeah. Working, putting the fucking slave labor into it. Don't fucking move. <laughs> like, remember how many times I told you that? Don't yep. fucking move and pop, 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 like over the sides. No, and you sure about that shot. I love that shot that you ended up get capturing. Well, I got a bunch more. I got a bunch more. Um, it's in my back pocket for, for some good stuff because um, I'll tell you after the podcast. Um, good work. Good work. Kick-ass It's just art. a lot of fun to be able to meet someone who also wants to play. And, you know, we can bounce ideas off of each other just real real quick in a few seconds you know i've um it it, it was wonderful i i i I can't remember the last time i felt in the zone like that we're like no 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 like you stay still let me move you don't move you don't move you do this and uh pop 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 pop, pop. i was using my fucking ipad (laughs) i know I, honestly, I was just kind of like thinking to myself, like, what's he gonna do with an iPad? <laughs> I'm like, well, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. Right. And I am straight up amazed at what you were in, what you were able to come up with, well, with an iPad. To be honest, well, I had it looked great. I had balance. I had other people in the teeter totter, ready to work. 
Uh, Adrian, who who has worked with you that well, teeter totter wise, where everything just went fluid? You talking about like match wise? Or... Yeah, match wise, match wise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I think Jason's probably like my number one guy. Back when we were working in IWF, him and I would go out there and, and really beat the holy hell out of each other, which is funny because I mean, not to not to break his character but he's this big giant teddy bear lummox of a man and i mean he doesn't want to hurt a fly no but it was always one of those things you know him and i are going to go out there and beat the crap out of each other and most of the time the matches that him and i had were phenomenal and we never really had to plan a whole lot out we just kind of went with the flow and listened to the crowd and did whatever came natural between us and He's probably one of the the best guys that I've worked with, like consistently. Where I don't have to worry necessarily about how this match is going to turn out. We're just going to go out there; it's going to flow and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Jason gave me a uh, the biggest one of the biggest pieces of advice I ever got was like, "Listen, dude, you're six foot four. Um, everyone's not as tall as you. Uh, you're taking photos. You need to crouch more." Because you're making everyone look little. <laughs> and not that everyone's little, none at all. Um, and then, okay, cool. Constructive criticism. What's some of the best constructive criticism you guys have gotten? I mean, you guys have a difficult gimmick. You can't just go out as some uh, evil, hell-raising Norse goddess of death. What's some of the good constructive criticism you guys have gotten? Or has everyone been too scared of you? I mean, honestly, I don't get a whole lot of feedback from anybody that's like, yeah, I have criticism. You know I what haven't I mean? either. Um, the honestly, the only feedback that I got was that I <laughs> there's uh, I think the first show that we did was it with CJ. Yeah, it was with Dunning. CJ Dunning yeah. um, was going back out to my car, and a fan just saw me, and they were like. You did, or what did he say? He said, um, I really hated you. You did a really <laughs> good job. And I was like, excuse me? Because uh, I didn't know if he really said what I thought he said. And he was like, I really hated you. You did a good job. It's like, neat. Sweet. So um, I haven't, that's pretty much all I've gotten back. Honestly, I mean, I haven't done very many shows. I, so. I think the best feedback we got was probably last weekend at the CSW show and I heard, it's I heard it was a good ass show it's it's very often especially as as a heel that we can go out there and beat the crap out of the baby face put him over and as we're walking up the ramp people are still cheering for us and that was that was kind of just like a holy shit moment there last weekend, to be honest. Guys, if you don't mind, I need to pause the interview because I'm about to pee my pants. I apologize. Nope, you're fine. Go pee your pants. I have a model about to show up here. About Those are my minutes. pants to pee. I don't need your approval. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's got a model that's coming over in about 15 minutes. And we'll be done. I probably need to leave for training here shortly. We'll be so. done. We'll be done in fifteen, guys. Hold on, just like okay. just give me. But uh, we we've, we've had a lot of fun talking about gimmicks. We've had a lot of fun talking about Hellraiser. How fucking great it is living these United States of America, and that's not a joke. That because it's great. But you've got a great future ahead of you, man. Can you? My whole point about bringing up uh, how you despaired yourself sometimes was to lead up to where do you, in your darkest dreams that you don't dare dream, but they still happen, where do you want to end up? Where do you want to go? That's a good question. I don't know. I think I'm just... Obviously, if, if pro wrestling could pay the bills and I could quit the the day-to-day -day job of... You know, being an electrician, I would totally jump on board for that. But 
I mean, like I said, I'm I'm back and I'm staying out of the politics and I'm just doing it for fun and helping these younger kids with, you know, training and kind of showing them, hey, it's going to hurt regardless of, of how you do it. You might as well make it look good while you're doing it and sell the shit out of this because uh, I guess the, the hardest thing, and this is from Jerry Lynn, when he had his training seminar when I was younger, the the human body isn't designed to do what pro wrestlers do. You're basically you're basically putting yourself through a car crash every time you take a bump. And slowly, bit by bit, every bump, what he called your bump card. Your bump card. And it was kind of like the the old school subway punch cards, where you know you've only got so many so many punches on your right knee, or you only got so many punches on your back before it goes out. So, I mean, ideally, I just want to go out there, have fun. Obviously, if you know, if we can travel out of state and hit up some other promotions, if they're willing to bring us out, which. Uh, I do have a guy that that uh, is wanting to take me out to Georgia for a deathmatch show out there in November. But, I mean, just have fun, travel, go beat up some new people, and enjoy life. Because, unfortunately, the, the immortal is only a gimmick. I've only got so much time on this planet to do it, so... To quote, We're not home tomorrow either. Right. So. To quote Mr. Burns, <laughs> I disagree. You will, you, you will live on. I love watching you work. Um, so it's it's almost an irresponsibility as a reporter to get this in deep with somebody. But this is my show. I don't mind. I mean, honestly. I've got a very select like group of people that I really let in. I mean, most of the guys, most of the guys in the back will be like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's grim." He'll set up the ring and tear down the ring, and 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 that's about all we know about him. He just <laughs> he's there, he's quiet, and yeah. Well, I am very much looking forward to if anyone ever asks me about you, he's an extremely kind gentleman that probably knows how to grow really well and probably been electrocuted a million times more than all of us um and also that wait you're friends with hell aren't hot chicks like that supposed to not like weird goth guys like you no no we're friends like i've shook her hand like I, i've given her a hug like like um we've done <laughs> art we've done art together yeah and that's where it is made art shook hands been good friends just for a little bit with what matters but like if I next time I see you guys I'm buying you a drink can't wait to see you um, I'm sorry we couldn't do this in person but this has been relevatory um, it's been really rare I've gotten people to open up as much as you guys have and I really appreciate it. it's actually kind of a dangerous thing because I could piss you off real fast <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your dead husband Fuck you. No. Yeah, I can really go there. Pretty. Yeah, yeah, totally. Easily. <laughs> yeah, 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 easily. No, no, you volunteer. That's a lot where I get my fury from, you know. Yeah. Not. <laughs> I, I, I saw the photos on you your Facebook. Real real with you. I, I saw the you photos know. on the Facebook. He's a beautiful gentleman. I, I can't wait for you to meet him again. And Thank you. Not very deeply. I just hope I'm there to watch it. It's it's been well. Wonderful. I mean, tell me. It's 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 amazing to, uh, like I said, use hell as a way to get away from, get away from it, and yet, you know, accept this other side, and it's kind of a, you know, a, a character in making. It's kind of a go with the flow and. You know, I'm really excited. It's it's a character that I know I can build on, and there's a lot of places that I can go with it, and I'm really excited about it. It's it's um, definitely the creative outlet that I definitely needed. The little the little missing piece that wasn't there before that gives me um, some time to step out of real life and create something different. 
you guys are making exceptional art. As wrestlers and valet, surpassing what valets have ever done, you're not just the hot chick coming out to bring the the big dude out. The, 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 we're, we're past those days. And I'm proud to have you on my show. I'm proud to call Thank you, you, you. Um, I dare say, friends. Uh, people that understand art. And I know you guys got some work today. You've got some models coming over your house. And um, I'll let you guys go with a uh, favored high... Uh, what do, how do they call it? The, the high five... Socially distant five, <laughs> or but I'd give you a big hug. I'm a big softy. Air hug, air high, air high five to you. Yeah. Thanks for allowing me on your show. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> it's 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 actually my pleasure and my honor to have you on my show. You guys have a lot of good places to go, and if you don't mind, um, message me when you get there because I called it. I called it. These guys are going to succeed. Absolutely. You'll be the first interview we give. <laughs> Just don't start any OnlyFans, Grim. Why not? I'm sure everybody wants to see skulls and balls. You're, 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 really, you're really hairy. I imagine that the, the yeah. taint... The, the that taint... has a good ring to it. <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking the man. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm sure there's some ladies out there that, that don't mind looking at Weapon X. <laughs> God damn it. I don't like laughing that hard. I'm private. <laughs> Nobody makes me laugh like that. Guys, it, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on the show. We are going to call this as a minefields number 60. We're going to call this as dangerous and that this transmission is over and don't hang up.